Hello from the BBC. I'm Eleanor Smallwood with an update on the war in Ukraine. One of the European Union's top politicians, Ursula von der Leyen, has proposed a total ban on Russian oil imports into the EU. It's part of the latest round of planned sanctions against Moscow. Today we are presenting our sixth package of sanctions. First, we are listing high-ranking military officers and individuals who committed war crimes in Bucha and those who are responsible for the inhuman siege of the city of Mariupol. This sends another important signal to all perpetrators of the Kremlin. We know who you are. We will hold you accountable. You're not getting away with this. EU member states must still agree to this. Many of them are very reliant on Russian oil. Our correspondent Bethany Bell is in Brussels. Ursula von der Leyen said Vladimir Putin must pay a high price for what she called his brutal aggression in Ukraine. She admitted the step would not be easy, with a number of EU states heavily dependent on Russian oil. Hungary has so far opposed sanctions on Russian energy. Diplomats have suggested that it and Slovakia could be given more time to bring in the ban. The Commission's package of sanctions also includes measures against Russia's banks and high-ranking Russian military officers accused of war crimes in Bucha and Mariupol. Ms von der Leyen said this proposed sixth set of sanctions would also stretch to Russia's banking giant Spurbank, as well as two others. They would all be removed from the international payments messaging system, SWIFT. We finally de-SWIFT Spurbank. Sparebank is one of the is the largest Russian bank. It holds round about 37% of the whole banking sector. And we will also de-swift to other major banks in Russia. By that, we hit banks that are systemically critical to the Russian financial system and Putin's ability to wage destruction. This will solidify the complete isolation of the Russian financial sector from the global system. So far, the Kremlin has been dismissive of these announcements. Our correspondent in Moscow is Jenny Hill. The Kremlin is taking the calculation that it could take some time for the EU to come up with a coordinated response to its position when it comes to Russian energy supplies, not just oil, of course, but gas too. He also made the oft-repeated point here in Moscow that this is somewhat of a double-edged sword from the EU's perspective. People here are often told that any embargo on Russian gas supplies from Europe would hurt, in effect, Europe just as much, if not more, than it would hurt Russia in terms of revenue. Reports suggest these latest European sanctions would not target Russian gas, which analysts say EU countries would find harder to replace with alternative sources than oil. Meanwhile in Ukraine, the regional governor of the besieged city of Mariupol says a convoy of buses left the port city earlier in a new attempt to evacuate civilians. The group has now reached Zaporizhia to the northwest, which is under Ukrainian control. Dr. Dorit Nitzan of the World Health Organization described the condition of the evacuees. They came to us uh, really broken, no energy, really weak group of people, many children and older people as well. And um, we saw the horror, the fear and the hope they had when we approached them. I remember that one woman whispered in my ear, I'm out of hell. I know English. I'm out of hell. 
For weeks now, we've been telling you about the Ukrainians holed up in the huge steelworks in Mariupol. It's called the Azovstal Works. We've been hearing from Mikhailo Vershinin, who is one of the soldiers defending the plant. In a defiant message, he said he hopes more civilians will be able to leave the steelworks with the help of international organisations. We have hope, but for the last 68 days under siege, we treat the word hope very carefully. If this isn't going to happen, then we'll fight to the end. Nobody's going to surrender here. If the enemy thinks we will, they're mistaken. For every metre forward, they'll face a lot of resistance and lose a lot of their own people. Much of the fighting continues in the east and south of Ukraine. But parts of the western city of Lviv are without power and water following missile strikes, thought to be aimed at dissuading the movement of western military equipment to the front lines. Those are the latest developments on day 70 of Russia's invasion. I'm Eleanor Smallwood at the BBC.